Welcome to Context for Christ. This is the channel where we take scriptures that are taken out of context, put them back into context to give us a better understanding of the scriptures. So today, if you saw my video last week, last week was an introduction to this new video series I'm doing on verses taken out of context to argue for the idea of female pastors. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, last week in my video, what I did was it was um, I was responding to comments that I saw on a Facebook post from Reformed Christian Voice Radio, and uh, they posted you know Second Timothy, uh, where it says that I do I do not permit a woman to to speak or exercise authority over a man, and uh, I was responding to comments that I saw from a woman who was just throwing out these arguments in favor of female pastors and I was showing why her arguments were stupid and wrong and why a scripture disagrees with her but today is part one where I will deal with Acts 18:26. as you can see I have up, up on my screen right now um, let's read it right now so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue when Aquila and Priscilla heard him they took him aside and explain to him the way of God more accurately. That's Acts 18, verse 26. And basically, uh, the hymn it's talking about here is Apollos, as you see up here up in verse 24. This is about Apollos. He was an, an, an Alexandrian uh, Jewish Christian. And what he was doing was, you know, he was preaching, and Aquila and Priscilla heard him, and they took, they took him aside and explained to him, basically taught him the word of God more accurately, or it says here, the way of the Lord more accurately. And essentially what the idea here for, for those who advocate for uh, female pastors, the idea here is that because, um, because Priscilla, who was a woman, you know, Aquila and Priscilla, Aquila was the husband, Priscilla was his wife. And because Priscilla taught Apollos the way of the Lord more accurately, this must mean that women can be pastors. They can be an elder of a church. But as I pointed out last week, um, a lot of the times the verses or passages that female pastor advocates reference have nothing to do with how the church should function. And such is the case here. This passage has nothing to do with church function. So now the question is, what is, what is this about? And does verse 26... Does that is that teaching or implying that women can be pastors? Well, let's look at it because we have to look at, at the context here. And this is a passage, actually, verses 24 through 28. So I'm going to read it real quick and then I'll and then, and then we'll, we'll go through it and analyze it. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. That's very important. We'll come back to that later. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, and also, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Aquila correctly. Anyways, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to um Acacia? I don't know how that's pronounced. I apologize. My my pronunciation of certain uh, cities or uh, countries in the Bible isn't all that great. The brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, Apollos, 
And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously he, he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. And so, let's let, let's go through it. So, verse twenty-four: a certain man named a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. <clears throat> So first thing I need to point out is that this passage, verses 24 to 28, are primarily about Apollos. This is not about um, how the church should function. This is not about uh, who can be a pastor, who can't be a pastor, who can't be an elder. Um, keep in mind that the book of Acts is primarily historical narrative. It's explaining the acts of the apostles, the acts of the apostles that were pointed by Christ. And... The majority of the book of Acts is descriptive, not prescriptive. Real quick, um, when when going through through the when reading the scriptures and trying to understand it, we need to establish if this is a descriptive text or prescriptive. And what that means is that not every single thing that's written in scripture is prescribed to us. What that means, is, I, I'll, I'll I'll give an example. Um, you know, Jesus, Jesus had, Jesus had 12 disciples, right? And we know that the scriptures say that he had 12 disciples. <clears throat> and so that's a description that's describing basically what take place is describing the fact that Jesus had 12 disciples where somebody would go wrong is if they were to take that text and make it prescripted to us and say, because Jesus had 12 disciples, we should have 12 disciples. That is, that's not, a, that's not a prescriptive text. So no one can use that. And again, I'm using this as an example. No one can use that to try and teach that Christians need to have 12 disciples. So that's what I'm talking about. In the book of Acts, the majority of it is description. Um, it's a historical narrative explaining what took place in history. And yes, there are principles, in, obviously there are principles in there and other um, teachings that we must follow that we should take seriously. Um, but this text primarily is a description and historical nar narrative about this Jew named Apollos. He was eloquent in the scriptures. Basically, he, I mean, he was a Jew, so he knew the Bible. He knew the Old Testament. He was speaking and teaching accurately, verse 25, this man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately things of the Lord, though, sorry, I'll read the next part in a bit. He spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord. So he was speaking and teaching accurately the way of the Lord, but he only knew the baptism of John. That's important. So, um, let's, so what, so what, what was the baptism of John? Well, uh, according to Mark 1, 4, it says that John the Baptist came baptizing people and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And so I really like what my study Bible said. I have a new King James version study Bible, and I love what they said on Mark 1, verse 4. They said John's baptism 
prepared his followers, John's followers, to receive the new message about Christ and his kingdom. That's, that's the footnotes that my study Bible had on, for, on Mark 1.4. And so, well, what was the baptism of John? Well, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. But it was to it was to prepare people for the other bat for the other baptism that Christ was going to bring. You know, uh, John the Baptist said in Matthew Matthew chapter three um, that he was baptizing people, and the Jews showed up, the the, uh, the Pharisees showed up, and the first words out of John's mouth are, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath that is about to come." And then he goes on to say that there is one coming after me. We know, and we know that's Christ. John says there's one coming after me, who is greater, who, who's greater than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to strap. Um, he's going to baptize. I, I indeed baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And just as a quick side note, in passing, uh, baptism and fire is judgment. It has, baptism of fire is not about getting some burning in your bosom or being on fire, being on, on, on fire for Christ or speaking in tongues or prophesying. It's not what baptism of fire is. Um, it was a baptism of judgment. Baptism of the Holy Spirit was salvation. So essentially what John, what John was saying is Jesus is going to come with salvation and judgment. A baptism of salvation, a baptism of judgment. That's in, that, that's very important. Hold on to that. I will be addressing um, what he said, what John says there about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of fire. I will be addressing that in a future video as well. Anyways, back to the point. So John's baptism was to was to prepare the way for Christ. It was to prepare his followers, John's followers, for um, what it says here. Um, to receive the new message about Christ and his kingdom. That's, that was the point of John's baptism. That was the point of John's teaching. And so Apollos here is only teaching the baptism of John. And so he's not teaching the kingdom of God. He's not teaching about Christ and, and the gospel. He's only teaching what John taught, a message that only um, prepared people to receive the new message about Christ and his kingdom. And so... He began, verse 26, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Why would they need to, why would they need to do that? Well, because, again, he only knew the baptism of John. So they had to pull him aside and essentially give him the gospel, explain to him what the gospel of the kingdom of Christ is. And they said, explain to him the way of God more accurately. So they heard him, they pulled him aside. And explain to him the way of the Lord more accurately. A couple things to note. This was not a church setting. So, again, back to the, you know, how verse 26 is used to argue that, oh, because Priscilla taught Apollos the way, the, the way of the Lord more accurately, that must mean women can preach. Which I find it kind of funny how they always leave out Aquila. For, they leave out the obvious fact that her husband was with her. Um, and also one, 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 one quick thing. I don't know why some people think that Aquila and Priscilla taught Paul. I don't remember. I, it says right here that they were, they were, te they were teaching Apollos. 
Um, if there's some other passage where it says that they taught Paul, please let me know. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know why they always say that Priscilla taught Paul. No, she didn't. Aquila and Priscilla were Paul's, um, I guess you could say, helpmates, so to speak, um, in bringing the gospel to the Gentiles and to basically the the uh, the, the rest of the world. Anyways, so this was not a church setting. This was essentially a biblical counseling session. And this is what you do when someone doesn't understand the scriptures um, that well. They're, they're a baby, a baby Christian. They're, they're just new to the faith. They're weak in the faith. And they need to be taught how to understand, how to interpret scripture. And so it is the job of the pastors or um, a trusted um trusted, eloquent brother or sister in Christ to take them aside and counsel them on this, how to interpret scripture, what certain passages mean. Um, and yeah, there's no, there's no, um, what's the word? There's no instruction or command in scripture that says that, that a woman can't, um, can't counsel another, another, uh, believer. But in this case, as I said, this was essentially a biblical counseling session to help Apollos understand better the gospel and to teach it more accurately. Verse 27, when he desired to cross to that city, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. And so after this, he crossed to the other city, the disciples, the disciples that were there received him, and Apollos greatly helped those who had believed through grace. And so Apollos assisted those who were new converts to better understand the way of the Lord. He did this by, verse 28, vigorously refuting the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. As it says right there, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for... The word for there is connecting the, what was just said previously. For he, Apollos, vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. And so, just a couple takeaways. I think I might have more actually here. Um, yeah, I do. Okay, so real quick, again, nothing in the text indicates that this was a church setting. This was not a church setting. Um, there's no indication in here anywhere that either Aquila, that, 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 that Priscilla or let alone her husband, Aquila, were pastors or were elders of a church. Nothing in the text says this at all. Nothing in the text indicates that Priscilla, much less Aquila, held any position of an elder or pastor. They for sure taught and proclaimed the, go and proclaimed the gospel of Christ, but this, is not a, but this is not a license for a woman to become a pastor. This is, not, this is not a license to be an elder or pastor. The Great Commission, as I, said, as I said in my previous video, the Great Commission is given to everyone and the Great Commission, but the Great Commission and the function of the church are two different settings. They're two different issues. And so, and here's the kicker. I'll end on this. Acts 18, the whole chapter of Acts 18 
is not a chapter about church function and therefore cannot be used as such. That's it. So I think I think I thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is actually a much shorter shorter video than I usually do, which I'm actually pretty proud of. I'm going to be working more on when I because I do read notes. I mean, I read I, I, I read notes. Um, I write them down. I outline my my videos, except for ones last except for the one last like like, like last week. That one was just a response. I really didn't have any have any notes. But essentially, but typically, I make notes for my videos, and I go off of those. But I'm going to be working on trying to condense it down to where I'm not speaking for 40, 50 minutes. I'm going to do my best to focus on the main main points that I need to address, and keep try to keep my videos a little shorter than what they've normally been. And if there is anything that you guys think that I needed to address that I didn't, you can let me know down in the comments. If you have any questions, let me know down, let me know down in the comments and I'll be happy to answer it there. Um, but from now on, I will be doing, I will be doing, I'll try to be doing by the grace of God, a much better job of condensing my notes down to just the main, main points and make my videos a little shorter than normal. So thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, give this video a like, thumbs up, uh, comment, please share this video. I, I really I really hope that this was a blessing to you guys. Um, tune in next week for part two, where I'll be addressing Romans 16, verse 1, where um, Paul, the Apostle Paul, commends Phoebe, who is a, who is is a deacon, that's often used as a as a uh, um, as a springboard text to argue for female pastors. Um, but anyway, sorry. Oh, sorry. Couple, couple things I wanted, I wanted to address. Um, one in my last video, I was talking a lot about deacons as well. I was saying that that women can't be an elder or a deacon of a church. I didn't mention deacon at all in this video because that's not what this is about. And I've actually read, uh, I've actually done a little research since then, and found. You know, um, a compelling, a, a compelling, art, compelling article from Got Questions that you know women could be uh, could be deacons, although it's very rare. They could be deacons. So um, I want to retract from my original statement that I made last week in the video, where I said women can't be deacons either. I want to retract from that and just say I don't know if they can be deacons or not. Uh, this is something I still need to. Uh, read upon and research myself to come to a biblical con conclusion. Second thing is, after watching my own video from last week, I realized that um, there were some points in there where maybe I, 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 I have to admit I probably was speaking out of frustration, maybe speaking out of a little bit of anger. I apologize for that. Um, and I'll be doing, I'm doing a better job of trying to control myself um but i think th th thank you guys uh for tuning in um until next time may the grace and peace of our lord jesus christ be with you all god bless you